Welcome, welcome, faithful listeners, to podcast number 51. Uh, to start off today's show, we're going to start with a sonnet from Brillium, the same guy who brought you the Engai Kroll sonnet uh, that I read last week. And to read it to you is Tiff Chow. Alright, so this is a sonnet by Brillium. Dot the tiffs, but never cross them. I found an image file the other day, dot tiff, the file extension that it bore. I smiled a bit as I thought of the way it always seemed she knows the score. She really knows the score. I'm jealous, I am saddened to admit, of how she gets to write on gaming's joys. I'm also quite impressed by all the shit she seems to put up with the Podtoid boys. And then she wrote that article on chicks and how they're represented in this scene. Despite most of the comments made by dicks, she highlighted a trend that's turned obscene. Soft-spoken, but a font of poignant words, she's like the Elnora Roosevelt of nerds. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> you realize that's what people write about girls before they assault them? <laughs> well... Um, but he wrote it about everyone, everyone, so he's going to sell all of you as well, you know. Right. We're going to read one a week until they run out. Yeah. Essentially. Thank you, Brilliant. Until we're like, yes, yes, we know we're great. <laughs> well, just the, 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 the length of the, of the poetry they have to write will get longer and longer until we're like, nothing less than an epic in old English will suffice. But... <laughs> If you got yeah, if Brilliant or anybody else wants to write more sonnets, then we can make a regular thing out of that, like the Retroforce go assholes do with the with the haikus, and we'll read them. So there's always that. Oh, and uh, before we get into the games of the week, I wanted to announce a little contest that I'm doing, simply because I was a retarded and I bought one more um, copy of Metal Gear Solid: The Essential Collection than I needed to. So if you want to win that. Then in the community blogs at destructoid.com, by the way, we're destructoid.com's official news and discussion pod. But um, go to the discussion blogs and then just record yourself saying, shut the fuck up, Chad, as any Metal Gear Solid character in the history of the series, or as many Metal Gear Solid characters, whatever. Whoever does the best job of saying, shut the fuck up, Chad, as a Metal Gear Solid character and post it, uh, I'll, I'll mail you the, my extra Metal Gear Solid Essential Collection. Games of the Week. I'm worried that I'll know what most of us are going to say, but nonetheless, I think it's, it bears a discussion. Aaron, what have you been playing? Oh, God. Do I really have to start? Because I'm just going to start, like, as soon as I say it, I'm just going to be Jim to start? Because... No, 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 no. I, well, fine. Everyone knows what I'm playing. I'm playing Grand Theft Auto 4, and it's fucking awesome. I'm playing it right now. I'm playing it right now. Right now, I'm in fucking Times Square, and I'm reading a fucking text message about this guy who wants to, like, fucking cut my balls off. But that's, it's not important because I've got a semi-automatic rifle, <clears throat> and I'm just going to start shooting people. And there's, there's nothing more fun than that. It's, it's an incredible game. Like, and I was telling uh, Tiff before the show started up that I <coughs> uh, traditionally have not been a huge Grand Theft Auto fan. I mean, I like the games, but I, I haven't finished a single one of them. Let's put it that way. Um, especially not San Andreas, which is fucking long. Oh god! Um, but but there's always there's always been something that's kind of been lacking from the games for me, and uh, they they never felt as focused as they could be. But it's like it's like Rockstar finally, you know, in in a show of respect to their audience that I haven't seen from any other company in a long, long, long time, actually fixed everything or just about everything that was wrong with Grand Theft Auto. Um, with the exception of the melee combat, which still kind of blows, I mean, everything else is fucking fantastic. It's not as big as San Andreas was, but that was like a fault of San, uh, you know, for San Andreas for me. Um, but everything else about it is just fucking amazing. Like, I, once I saw, start, started seeing all the tens rolling in, I was like, oh shit, the hype train is here. 
oh god, everyone's fucking blowed out your ass. I don't care. Ten, 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 whatever. But it's actually like as good as a Grand Theft Auto game could possibly be. Like it's the best open world game I've ever played, hands down. So yeah, it's fun. Now, Jim, I know your your initial Jim impressions of the game are pretty much the exact opposite of what Lindy just said. Have you have your opinions changed at all? Spending more time with the game. Um, I stopped playing. I'm on Crash Team Racing now. Have you ever played it? It's brilliant. It's fun. Yeah, I haven't been playing that. Um, <laughs> Damn. Well, no, no. Can, my... can, uh, Jim, can you run down your impressions for people who haven't read the post oh. like me? I haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm, I'm quite curious. Oh, don't make me do this. <laughs> I can't take. I can't take another metaphorical internet fist shaken in my general direction. <laughs> I'm so no, tired. I'm pretty sure we'll agree on a lot of stuff, so I'll, I'll be here to back you up as your homie. I'm I'll just, be your man. Well, there's, no, just, no, 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 Jim. I mean, I'm just tired like, of writing long articles explaining my points, only to be shot down by someone who read maybe a paragraph of it and then wrote okay, one okay, line well, that just says got, you're wrong. Just think of it this way. Right now, I am your audience. I'm just curious. I'm, I don't want you to get shot down. I'm, I'm genuinely curious because, I mean, I, I can think of plenty with uh, that's you know not perfect about the game, plenty that's wrong with the game, but... I mean, the earlier Grand Theft Auto games were such fucking shit in execution most of the time that it's it feels perfect to me almost. So I'm I'm curious to hear what you think. Um, okay, fine. Um, combat, go. as we know, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I've already had this off Ron fucking Workman give me all the hur, hur, hur. I'm gonna make a blog to fucking get attention. Fucking hypocrite. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Oh, let's it's face it, he's not going to listen to this. Um, the combat is, as Lindy admits, awful. They made it worse. Really? I preferred it, I preferred it when it was a button masher um, and not a button masher that pretends it's not a button masher by adding two more attack buttons that you mash. <laughs> That's true. The targeting doesn't work. I've actually had... I mean, I'm just repeating what I said on the podcast, and I'm so sick of it. Um, I'm sorry. You know, you make Nico target someone, he knocks them to the ground, they're still targeted, you decide you want to kick them to death, but instead he just kicks the pavement next to them, saying, oh yeah, I'm kicking you to death, you're really hurting now. And, you know, it's rubbish. But it was the driving that really got to me. I don't know what they've done. And maybe it is just me. Except I know it's not because people have agreed with me. But yeah, it's, it's definitely not just I don't just know you. what they've done to the handling of the cars. The cars move like spunky water. <laughs> just slopping and sliding everywhere. Like, <laughs> my favourite car, my favourite car in the Grand Theft Auto series has always been the Patriot. It's big and it's fast, but it's got great turning, and it just slides everywhere. And it's not just um, Roman's taxi which a lot of people say it's nearly every car I've got into won't turn properly. It just slides around. I will tell you, though, like, how how far, like, are you still the first safe house in the game? No. Okay. Well, that's strange, because I found that I I had a similar complaint until um, I managed to, uh, you know, I got to the second safe house, and, and all of a sudden the traffic started to diversify a little bit in what mm. cars were available. Okay, well, and I mean, I've, I found that, I've, like, I've only just, I've only just gotten to the next safe house, so maybe okay. it will improve. But you know, I've been at the game for quite a while now, and that's been my initial impressions of it. Just on that alone, you know, I 
I would certainly never justify giving in a 10 just because my op- a considerably large opening experience has just been very badly coloured. Um, and I understand, you know, I've gotten decent at just casually driving around the city. That's not so much a problem, although there are still times when the car will just veer out of control, but it's the chase missions. I... They... Ah! They are ghastly. They are absolutely ghastly. It's like you will be going along a straight stretch of road and you're thinking, I've got that fucker. And then he'll turn a corner and you just, even before you try and turn, you know it's, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. Well, and they're, and the worst, and the one thing I don't like about those too is that they're scripted also. You'll find that with a lot of the chase missions, uh, you have to get, you have to chase them to a certain point. It's impossible to destroy the car or to actually, to pin them against the wall. Yeah. Until you Actually, reach a certain once, point. At which time they slow down. It's like they become out. retarded in mid-route. And they just stop and it's like, yeah. okay, now you can kill me. But I noticed I mean, I must when admit, I finally though, realized once that... I found... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, once I found that out, then things be- eased up a little once I realized that, hey, I can't turn for shit, but so long as I can still see him on the screen, he's going to crash his car or he's going to stop for no reason and everything will be fine. But before I worked that out, it was a nightmare. You know, I spent the fight, the first hour of the game going, please don't give me a bike mission, please don't give me... Ah, fuck. <laughs> Here it comes. Two wheels and not a one apology. <laughs> and it really pissed me off, and then I realised, even though the mission told you to kill the guy, you couldn't kill the guy. Spoiler warning, by the way, for all of that. <laughs> Nico is Fontaine. Um, but I mean that's that, that's my major issue is I you know they they changed the the cars to give what they call realism although I've never seen a car do that in my life um, but striving for realism isn't always fun it's not that fun when you crash a car and Nico flies out the windshield it's really not that fun it was amazing at first that. I'm very good at it. <laughs> But yeah, it's you know I don't I don't want to be seen as the guy who dumped on GTA. Oh look, it's Jim Sterling. He's dumping on a game again. That fucker. He's doing it for hits on his C blog. Um, as if that amounts to anything for us. Yeah. But it's I don't know. That really it really disappointed me because I'm not one of those people that dislikes the GTA series. I love them. I've there's only two I haven't played, and that was uh, Vice City Stories and that one set in 60s London. But So that really coloured it, and a lot of my stuff, part of it was obviously frustration, because I was stuck on a chase mission, but another part was just bitter disappointment, that I, I was expecting to put the disc in, and my life would be changed, and my cock would grow, and my hair would become golden. But it <laughs> wasn't quite like that. But now that I've kind of simmered down and gotten over the hill and, and, and everything, I'm, it, it's definitely growing on me. That's exactly where I, I, I'm, I'm amazed that I have exactly the same opinions as you do in terms of the That's game. That's good, because I went on for so long that I'm <laughs> glad I summed us both up. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised you even went so far as to say that as long as you can see the guy, it's okay, because I was going to point out that the game seems to have a draw distance of roughly eight feet in front of Nico about half the time you're playing. But mm-hmm. I, lo- I love the story and shit. I love the way Hell, that the, yeah. the, 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 the characters in the story... Are fantastic. The, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Brucey may be the greatest video game character that's ever been written. 
I've only met you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, his facial animations are fucking incredible. Those, I mean, they're <laughs> literally the best facial animations I've ever seen in a video game. I was, I mean, I'm willing to to keep playing the game. It is kind of growing on me in the same way it's growing on Jim, but I'm willing to keep playing through the game just to see more of these these characters because they're all really interesting. I, I was really surprised by that, and and some of the missions are even subtle, like some of the the intro missions to the, to the like. They don't even say go kill this guy. One of them was just like, you know, he's he's leaving this club or something like that. And they're talking about things you have to do, and it's like, whoa, the GTA guys actually underwrote a scene. I never fucking thought this would happen. Do they have um, all in-house writers at Rockstar? Uh, uh, I'm sure. I don't they know. Yeah. It's it's two guys that wrote this one. I don't know. All I remember <laughs> is two names on their opening credits. The same guys as the before, or I guess nobody knows. Yeah, I, I would doubt it just because it either either doubt it or they've really grown as writers because it's I know totally Dan different. Dan Hauser wrote wrote it with someone, but yeah, it certainly has Dan changed Hauser a lot since uh, the principal since, writer. Yeah, since San Andreas, I mean, like San Andreas was okay, but it wasn't spectacular. <laughs> it's it's very really, over the top. They really notched up the satire. I mean, there's always been this kind of undercurrent of social satire in the GTA games, but I think they've really kind of upped it with this one, uh, especially with the Weasel Network, which I've fallen in love with. Just that complete Fox spoof. Um, have you actually, have you sat down and watched the TV in the apartment? I have, yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. King fantastic. I mean, that was actually my first pro- um, my first experience of GTA, as I'm sure it was with a lot of people, before I got disappointed and I just sat there laughing. <laughs> they said, cunts, brilliant. <laughs> You've done it again, Rockstar. Um, but yeah, I cannot fault the writing so far. It's amazing. Do you think I it mean, has? You've... Sorry, I, I'm I'm curious. So what I'm going to say is like I'm probably one of like what three people who didn't get Grand <clears throat> Theft Auto Four the day they came out. So I'm not playing it. But um, in regards to the game, do you think it has something to do with the fact that? Uh, um, that it's in New York City, and there's this kind of like I don't know, like epicness to the game itself. That well, GTA Three was in was in Liberty City, and it was the most immature oh, game in the it? series, probably. So it's uh, I think it's a matter of them just sort of getting tired of being really, really. Uh, but does shitty it feel different stuff. as far as an atmosphere is concerned? I, I mean, I I say so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. To me, it feels like the same GTA, but maybe a GTA that's kind of grown up a little. Yeah, while still being fairly Yeah, yeah, it's reached age nineteen. It's it's not an adult yet, but it's getting there. Hmm. <laughs> um, Tiff, what what um, what what have you been playing? <laughs> if yeah, not GTA Four, it's not GTA Four. Um, I haven't really been playing that much, so I, it's been kind of boring. But but um, I did. I forgot to mention last week that um. Something that I did, I don't know if I did mention this, but something that I did play last week was Doom on when I was taking a flight from uh, San Francisco to New York City on Virgin Atlantic. They have this uh, entertainment system on there, and you can fucking play, like, the old Doom game right on your screen, and it was really awesome. Um, So I played that for a long time back then. But other than that, um, I... uh, I've been playing, trying to play Hotel Dusk again, and I was going to do a monthly musing, uh, but failed to do so because I have a lot of uh, day job work to do. And but um, my monthly musing was about um, old, really, really old children's educational games that I still kind of love to play all the time. 
And so I had quite the, uh, as Anthony put it, nostalgicgasm. Um, going through the archives of the internet and finding all these old hypercard games for the Macintosh, like Cosmic Osmo and uh, Manhole. And none of you guys have probably ever played those games before, but for those who have, they understand how great that was for me. So, yeah. If anybody actually out there has played any of those games, I would be so wonderfully surprised. Dude, I mean, everyone that I've talked to who had an old classic Mac and who had hypercard has like played that game or has heard, has heard of it. So it's not like totally out of the way. Do you know what our but, target audience is? The, um, the average well, one is like 11. They don't even know what a, a Mac is or what a hypercard is. Hypercard. Yeah. All right. That's fair. But I'm saying it's just like, it's not like it's like totally, totally unheard of. But right. the little kids won't hear of it. Yeah. So they're too busy with the penny whistles and their hooplas. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, Nickanaka, Braca, shit and stuff. <laughs> exactly. What? <laughs> Riding their penny farthing into the village for a quarter of humbugs. <laughs> okay, Run now, along, see, that you was... little scamp. You're not scrumping was... apples from me tonight, you shit. <laughs> if I catch you playing football outside my house again, I'm, I'm going to rape you, you delightful cherub. Now fuck off. Jesus. Okay, so there's an article in The Guardian that basically stated that it was an editorial of sorts that that gamers and those people who are for you know legitimization of games or computers or at least them not being demonized and legislated against have already won and if i can quote from uh, jim's article which in turn quotes the guardian article According to the UK Statistics Authority, the median age of the UK population is 39. Half the people who live here were born 1969 or later. The BBC microcomputer was released in 1981 when those 1969s were 12. And he basically talks about the fact that next year, 1969, will be 1970. So just on an exponential timeline, we're going to get more and more people who have grown up with more and more computers, and it's going to become standard. Now... I was wondering if you guys agree with this guy. I mean, because it's obviously a very optimistic article as far as our jobs are concerned. But I was wondering, do you do you agree that we've truly already won? And if so, uh, what is that? What what should we do about the current situation or lack of a situation? Jim, you made the original post. Uh, yes, I did, and I completely agree with it, right down to the base insults, which makes me feel like he and I. Are kind of related. But <laughs> yeah, I forgot to Richard, mention that he calls them smug, out of touch, proud to be enumerate fossils. Yeah, Ooh. I actually acquired and maintained an erection when I read that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can I say? Richard Bartle did very, very well. And this is actually the second program's article in as m- many months that The Guardian has actually published. And I think that's proof enough that the tide is turning. Because, obviously, The Guardian has latched on to the fact that pro-gamers are the ones that are in the majority now, and they are the ones that are going to be buying their newspaper. So... You've got your papers like The Daily Mail who are still clinging to the past and still think that... You know, old Pete, you know, the old conservative, right wing, fascist, cunt hammer, giraffe, spacky, monkey, nipple fucking cunt heads are still the ones in the majority and buying their paper. They're not, they're too busy dying. (laughs) (laughs) 
and as they die, they're being replaced by fresh, younger people who have grown up with video games and are not going to be that easily swayed by front-page headlines with a picture of Hitman on it that says, ban this sick filth. What people fail to realise is that segregating gamers from normal people is almost impossible now because most normal people game, if only a little. And I think it's true, we have won. We we won before the battle started. It's it's an old cliche to bring it up, but it's the same with the comic books, it's the same with um, rock music, all this... They were victimised and demonised when they were small, but now they're too big to fight, and the video games industry is getting too big to fight. For me, I think the battle isn't so much as struggling to win. I think we've got it in the bag, but it's to save as many games as we can along the way so that we don't have another manhunt incident. Because I know a lot of people said, oh, it doesn't matter, manhunt shit, but what if it was a good game? What if Manhunt had remained banned in the UK as it was, and it was the start of a slippy slope? We don't want that. Because even though, like the video nasties of the 80s, even though eventually society will unban them, you know, we don't want to see that... We don't want them banned in the meantime until, you know, virtual reality comes along and replaces video games as the new uh, scary thing, and we... Uh, as 40-year-olds become terrified of it, which is going to happen to us. It's a vicious circle. Undoubtedly. It's going to be yeah. going to become old, skeletal hypocrites. To, to go off something that Jim just said, I think, yeah, I, I, I agree that, you know, in 20 years' time, gaming is going to be so prolific that it's going to be really silly to say, like, oh, games are... You know, I, but I think I don't think the ga- the, the battle now is, is necessarily just to keep games on the shelves or to, or to try to, you know... Um, uh, to make sure that that violence is okay in games or doesn't, but I think that like, uh, what what concerns me is that is that the people that play games now, the, the growing audience, you know, even though they play games, they're not as passionate about it as uh, about it as we are. To where they'd say, okay, look, it doesn't matter what you put in it, so long as it's rated and goes to the right people, <clears throat> goes to the right audience. You know, there people who play all the people who play games aren't necessarily people who believe in freedom of speech in games. I think that's where the battle is, is to make sure that all of these newly adopted gamers see gaming as something that's not just, you know, not, not purely just digital entertainment, but a form of media that is protected by the same, you know, the same rights and the, the same freedoms that every other media is, is allowed, uh, to some degree. Um, but, every, you know, every other form of creative expression. Um, that's, that's where I think the real problem is, because, you know, sure, I, I think games are going to persist. I think they're going to blow up and be huge. I think the trouble is, you know, like, it, even if I think legislation has a habit of of kind of training people on what to expect and what to believe. Like if if a, if a law gets passed that says if if someone if if the if the law that is unconstitutional has been smacked down several times, that if someone sells a game, uh, an M-rated game to someone who's ra- under the age of eighteen, can be incarcerated for it or fined for it. You know, if something like that actually did end up getting passed, it would. A lot of people will just kind of say, "Well, that's what the law is, right? The law's been that for a while, so you know, there's obviously something really fucked up about this shit." You know, that's we should. That's why we've got a TV license blah, blah, blah. in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's um, it's a self perpetuating thing. So I think that yeah, sure, the battle's kind of won, but it's it, we have to we have to be vigilant. I mean, we got to keep at it. We can't just let it slide. I mean, we have to. It's something that has to be maintained. You know. 
in right. in terms of proactivity, it doesn't really sound like there's much difference between what Jim's suggesting and what you're suggesting, apart from the reasons behind it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And exactly. I think they're both. I think they're both pretty good coexist coexistential reasons as well. Oh yeah, I, I, I don't disagree at all with Jim. I think, but I disagree with the article in that in that it's just saying we've already won. I'm like, well, no, we haven't because, you know, I, I think that that whether or not games would take off and whether or not gaming would become like an irrevocably, um, uh, you know, embedded part of our collective culture and the broad culture, not just the gaming culture. I never thought that was up for question. You know, what's up for question is how you know to what extent it will be limited, if at all. Um, and I think there's still a, a very real danger about that. And I think right now is, a, is, is an extremely critical time. Um, I just don't think the battle is necessarily over. I mean, I think it's definitely in our favor. And I think eventually common sense and, and, and you know, freedom of speech will win out. But <clears throat> it's something that has to be you know, very closely watched. And you know, we, have to, we have to remain vigilant. Yeah, I agree with uh, Aaron. I mean, I, I really like this article. Um, my my coworker actually sent it to me, and I read it, and I sent it to Jim. Um, I, I think that he says great things, and I think that he, he makes many important points. I don't think that it's quite so black and white that we have won, necessarily. Um, and I don't, necess- I don't think that that's actually going to happen or be, like, a, a realistic state um, until every single household has a, a video game console, you know, and I don't, I don't know what the statistics are like that, but I, I don't think culturally uh, we will have won the scene or, or won acceptance with the larger society until everyone has played a game, has a game console. It's not, it's not a novelty, for example, when female play, females are playing game. It's not a novelty when old people are playing games. You know, I mean, it's still it's still being categorized as this kind of like, you know, uh, n- novelty. I think. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, you you want to say something? Uh, well, I was going to say I I kind of disagree with that because I think we can we can all agree that the comic book industry won its battles um, when there was that back when there was the scandal that made them censor everything and there was a big scare, uh, scare about comic books. I think it's safe to say that comic, the comic book industry and comic book fans have won and comic books are not victimised and uh, demonised. Um, and I would say that comic books, though, are still a very niche um, market, more niche mm-hmm. probably than video games. You know, They are but- still seen as the hideout of, of the nerd and the geek. Um, but I don't think I don't think it has to be completely mainstream in order for us to get over the the hysteria. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, it's yeah. It sounded I, like you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, sorry. I was just going to say. Either way, I think that it's important for us, even whether we think that we've won or not to maintain a, like a very vocal counter argument to what the media is sensationalizing on right now, um, which is dumb and stupid. Um, and I don't know when I actually, when I was thinking about this situation, I, I kept asking myself, all right, so all the, the video games that are being um, victimized here or whatever are, are usually, or typically the, the more violent ones, but sometimes, like in the case of Mass Effect, it's sort of perverted and whatnot to something that's completely not. But at the same time, the Wii and the way that it's being uh, sold to 
I guess, society is sort of as this, like, happy, fun time family, everyone can play it, games are great kind of thing. And I think that's an interesting dichotomy. Um, and I'm kind of wondering why the Wii hasn't been specifically attacked, you know? I don't know. Isn't it kind of weird? I mean, does anyone else think that the Wii's, like, getting along fine with everyone or something? Because well, it's all, it's, I mean... As cliche as it may be to say it, it's 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 friendly and it's full of generally non-violent games apart from like Godfather. It's no a family-friendly activity. Yeah, <laughs> fun for all. Of just 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 look at how happy the models are in the commercials. How, how could you? Yeah. Adorable <laughs> age men. I wish they that. would have models playing like like Manhunt being like really angry and mean and ugly <laughs> and stabbing the air of... repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, you were going to say something. Yeah. I, was like, I think that exposes the hypocrisy of the mainstream media. Right, in the, right. You know, they will find a video game that is very easy to pick apart to try and make the video games industry look bad because obviously they're scared of video games. There's, you can, you know, they, they betray their own fear when they just blindly attack as they do. Um, but at the same time, if a video game... Uh, is trendy and acceptable enough, or if a console rather is trendy and acceptable enough like the Wii, they will leech a bit of street cred off it by, you know, mentioning it and promoting it and saying, ha ha ha, I've got a big white stick in my hand, I'm so wacky and carefree. (laughs) And I, you know, I just think there's a lot of hypocrisy. It's the same with the government, you know, how the government will tax the shit out of video games and then instantly try and demonize them, you know, the next opportunity it can get. I think it's interesting that you pointed out um, the fact that we, they demonize the, the ones, the easy targets, and it occurs to me that, I mean, you're, you're completely right, because it's like, as... I, I do think that I, as much as we have to defend games like Grand Theft Auto and Manhunt from, you know, uh, so personal freedom's point of view, I mean, there's not that much morally sound about either game i did a reverend on this a couple of weeks ago and it's 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 kind of odd that that in a in a medium that's so large that there are really that few games that have nothing uh to offer no, well it's not necessarily nothing to offer morally but actually have really truly awful morals because you know you look at other mediums and it's it's sort of the norm not necessarily the uh, the exception and i mean most video games either just don't have any morals at all and then you know grand theft auto and manhunt are basically killing is really super awesome no matter what, even if it's against innocent people. I have no idea where I was going with that. I think I'm going to stop the, talking. The thing I have to say about Grand Theft Auto, though, is um, the actual killing that you have to do has reason to it. And I'm, not, I'm certainly not saying it's a good reason or a moral reason, but in Grand Theft Auto, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I cannot recall um, a particular mission in which you have to kill innocent people. I can give you a couple. They're can mild spoilers. Couple? Yeah, they're mild well, spoilers. Then just edit out everything I just said. Otherwise, <laughs> <Fuck it. laughs> other, otherwise, I'll look like I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I don't need any more of that. <laughs> uh, when you're working for Mikhail and he tells you to go kill his daughter's boyfriend, and you're like, "Why?" And he's he's like, "Did he did he do something to you?" He's like, "No, he's just." He's my daughter's boyfriend. Go fucking kill him. And you, you just do. And then there's, um, I think... But he's still GTA- a scumbag. Yeah, he is, but I mean, it's incidental. Nico agrees to do it uh, on his own, and then you find out only later that he's kind of a douche. There's another one. 
I can't remember GTA 4, but like in GTA 3, there's one where uh, they act, it's actually kind of weird and dichotomous because they say they go through the trouble of telling you that it's this like single woman who may or may not be a teacher. I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly, but she's this like innocent person who's just uh, going to be on a witness trial. And so you go and you kill her and she's not like a she's not like a gangster. She's not part of the game or anything like that. It's just sort of. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but as actually but I'm on that, I'm certainly not going to say it's you know good. GTA is not morally great, but it doesn't have to be. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Comparatively I guess, speaking. I mean, sorry. Comparatively speaking, also to other mediums, and I know we've gone over this before, but I don't. I don't understand. I mean, I guess it's the whole interactivity thing, but it's so hard for me to understand how how the media can attack like instances of immoral gameplay let's say um versus like the myriads like of of immoral movies that are out there too that you know are, i don't know. i'm pretty sure the justification comes in well you know movies are just watched but in games you're experiencing it it's it's action it's it's you're actually yeah. doing you're pulling the trigger you're not watching a dude pull the trigger you're pulling the trigger and that and sentence which, changes every generation. It's oh, you're not just reading things now. Now you're, or you're not just thinking things now. Yeah. Now you're reading them. Oh, you're not reading things now. You're seeing them. You're not seeing them. You're playing them. See, I think that there's some aspects of film, personally, that can be very, very interactive in the way that it's shot and whatnot. So I don't know. I just it's such bullcrap. <laughs> it's certainly more realistic. It, film, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, films are far more realistic than Grand Theft Auto. And let's face it, there's not much interactive about killing in Grand Theft Auto. You pull an auto-aim trigger, you press some more buttons, and then someone dies. That's not that interactive. You are not, you know, loading the gun bullet by bullet, closing, you know, closing up the loading box, whatever it is guns have. You see, I don't even know what a real gun... I don't know how a real gun <laughs> even works. How did I? How could I train to be a killer on Grand Theft Auto? As I explained to Jack Thompson, cheap plug, in <laughs> my debate with him, or I tried to explain before he just kept yammering on over me. When's you that going to be available, Jim? When's that going to be? Um, that will be tomorrow. Um, I should have all the files by about 9pm GMT. So stick around Destructoid around that time. What's going to happen? Podcastle. Podcastle for life. For life, nigger. <laughs> can, I, can I say nigger as a white man? I forget what's allowed these days. No, because they, they strung up that Jewish guy. Can oh, I no, no, no. Jewish Believe guy? me, if you, if you go on, uh, if you go on uh, Xbox Live right now and uh, Grand Theft Auto multiplayer, I'm pretty sure the consensus is that it is indeed acceptable. Oh, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> At least I get that impression. Very much so. Ah, oh, oh, the internet justifies Everything. Like I, I'm not kidding. You. Okay, okay. This is brief anecdote. I know we're getting off track, but I just got to say, relate one story. Okay, I went to the midnight launch uh, for Grand Theft Auto 4. I came home. It was like 12:20. I hop online. I play for a while. It's like after that, I play for like two hours. It's like two o'clock in the morning. I hop online, and I'm not shitting you. There's like what sounds like a 13 or 14 year old kid who sounds like the whitest kid ever, but is is speaking as though he was a fucking uh, uh, understudy for, you know, Boys in the Hood or some shit. I mean, he was like, he's like, yeah, nigga, my mom got me this game. Yeah, I made that dumb bitch pay 50 bucks. And I'm just like, I just went, fuck, kid, go to bed. Go to bed. And he's like, I was like, what the fuck? You can't even buy this game. He's like, yeah, I know, man. I, brought my mom. I was like, you fucking hauled your mom out at midnight to buy this fucking game? Are you a fucking retard? Go kill yourself. 
Then I hopped offline because that's so depressing. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. People need to stop having motherfucking kids. Seriously. Yeah, yeah I definitely. guess. You need to take a test. And <laughs> if and if you fail like a basic IQ test or just like a common sense test, they take your eggs away. <laughs> just just scoop just scoop no, no, my out eggs. with a ladle. Oh. It's I mean it's like the, you know the high school classes where you have to take care of the, the legitimate egg or the fake baby. It's like why don't we maybe put that into place for real fucking pregnancies and then we won't have a surfeit of stupidity everywhere. Sigh. I mean, some of Hitler's ideas were good. Moving Most right along. Them, if you just if you just <laughs> remove the word Jew and replace it with everyone, <laughs> then it was sound. <laughs> um, this was from a couple weeks back. I think actually maybe up to a month back. But uh, the game, or the, sorry, the book, Grand Theft Childhood, written by doctors Lawrence Kuttner and Cheryl Olson. Uh, was was released, and it was basically they they were a Department of Justice funded study. They weren't just two hippies who were out trying to prove that video games don't make you violent. But it was a Department of Justice funded study that they they surveyed uh, 1,250 kids and 500 parents about uh, video games and violence over a long term period of time, and they came to the conclusion that they have no correlation whatsoever. And uh, unlike some really nebulous tests we've heard, like psychological tests where somebody blow, uh, somebody plays a violent video game and then they record how long they, they blow an air horn. They give them an air horn, tell them to blow it, and they record how long they do it. Uh, and then they say if they do it for a long time, then that means they're aggressive and they go out and kill people. But these what? guys... That's the, that's the, that seriously that's the test? That, that's, that's what um, Cheryl and Lawrence referenced on G4 when they won. And they were saying that the tests that people point to when they say that there's loads, there's hundreds of tests saying that... that kids will become aggressive when exposed to this sort of stuff are that level of just simplistic make them do something and then like three seconds after they finish doing it make make them do something else that you've completely made up in your own mind will be indicative of aggression or evil and then use it as an example of 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 whatever you're trying to prove yeah it's like it's you you get them next somebody tell them to blow an air horn if they do it for a little bit longer then they're going to be killers or it makes them it makes them more aggressive which i mean there's no other way to take the phrase more aggressive than to mean you're going to go out and hit people so, but they, I mean, they, they've, they've got all these great statistics and it was, it, the, their study was conducted over a, a long period of time. I mean, they were mentioning the fact that from 1992, the year that Doom came out, to now when Grand Theft Auto 4 comes out, you know, as games get progressively more and more violent and more and more popular, the crime rate in the U.S. per 1,000 persons has fucking halved. And that is insane. I mean, it, uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm just, so, I'm so happy. That, that that these guys came out, but I mean, is is this at all surprising to you guys that that crime can literally half? I mean, I, I at least I I assume that uh, crime had gone up just independently, and that maybe video video games had nothing to do with it. But to hear that it halved is incredible. I think what's interesting is that the media is uh well. I mean, I would I would also think that uh, crime has gone up in the last couple of years, but I think it's totally because of the news and what that and whatnot. You know, just like giving us these ideas of. Sorry, that's a whole other conversation. But um, no, I mean you're you're exactly right. But I mean, yeah, like uh, I think that it's very telling. I mean, I'm so glad that they they have done research like this, and you know they're coming out about it. The only thing that concerns me is that they're showing up on what what Sessler show is it X Play? Is that what it's called? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That they're not, they're they're speaking on X Play instead of a more. Uh, uh, 
a, a television outlet or a media outlet that is a little bit more broad. And, uh, you know, because gamers are only going to see that show, right? So. Well, I wonder if we'll see more. I mean, obviously, Jack Tom is going to be on TV a lot now with, I mean, because Grand Theft Auto 4 is going to sell ridiculous amounts of copies. I heard they were uh, expecting that it was going to sell, it was going to make $400 million in this week. And, you know, there's all that speculation that it's going to, it's going to make Iron Man tank because everyone's going to be at home. But I wonder if, if these guys will get the chance to go on in counterpoint to somebody like Jack Thompson over the coming weeks. That would be awesome. Great. I wish I, I wish I had that book to hand. I'm not sure if it's been released in the UK. I don't think it would have already. It probably will come, but it would have been nice to have that book before I, I spoke to Mr. Thompson, who of course brought up the Harvard stuff and the, the words of Grossman and all that lot, even though I had my own uh, expert in uh, Robert Gauss to bring up, um, which he obviously ignored because anything pro-video games is just biased, whereas anything anti-video games is fair and balanced testing. So, I mean, you can't even argue with logic like that. But um, it sounds like a great book, and I can't wait to to get hold of it. I'm going to have to just keep checking Amazon and see if it, when it's in Britain, if it's not already. But I'd have loved to have had it. Um, and I think even even if it doesn't get huge mainstream exposure, it's still great to have. It's a great tool yeah. for people who are on the pro side of, of the video game fence to to be able to have... To start, you know, to go up against the air horn tests. I can't believe that's a test. What a fucking joke. <laughs> um, Anthony, do you, do you know where or um, what the background of these uh, two professors were, or uh, whatever they were? I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't. Yeah, all I know is that they're doctors, and that's at the moment <laughs> enough for me. But I don't know. I'm not sure. Doctor, um, video game, and wife. <laughs> She's not a doctor. She just gets to be the, the missus. The miss. Um, I thought this was so just just incredibly cool because we were talking about studies and stuff like that, and I know I ranted about this like a hundred thousand times, but uh, my film and ethics class that I just finished, uh, every every single thing that that guy was saying is is mirrored by every single thing we hear on the media and it's constantly make reference to these nebulous ideas of of uh, psychological studies and as long as it's plural then it sounds like a fact and it sounds like it's infinite and it's completely impossible to defend or completely impossible to attack and I'm so I don't even this is the worst discussion topic ever because it's just so uniformly good I apologize well I, hope, well, I yeah I mean I just hope that like Jim was saying this is this will be you know a sturdy and reliable um set of, of research and statistics that will help in, like better inform um, uh, the public about this and even the scientific community when they're doing research. I mean, to be honest, like I feel like the, the research that's done about this stuff goes back and forth. I feel, I mean, for the most part, I've heard negative studies, but occasionally you'll hear one that'll totally revoke what the other one said. Um, and I mean, this this kind of goes off topic, but not just a little bit, but not really. But um, like for example, uh, when I was uh, doing when I was a senior in college, one of my friends, uh, <clears throat> one of my friends' thesis projects was a combination of a media studies and a and a psychology uh, project in which she was going to actually design a MUD, uh, MUD, which is uh, what is it like a what's what does that stand for? Multi user dungeon. 
Yeah, Seven? I think that's what it's called. Uh, it's anyways, just like a text-based you, RPG thing, right? Well, it's it's not text. It's not entirely text. It's like a oh. it's like a visual chat room kind of. It's hard okay. to explain, but more or less, it's kind of like a chat room um, where you you can you can go through different rooms, but it's literally like it's kind of like HyperCard, where it's just like you go from room to room or whatever. Anyways. So my friend was going to do this study in which she was going to reenact this famous experiment done at Stanford University in which they, uh, high, they, they got like, like 12 completely uh, sane, normal men assigned half of them to be guards and half of them to be prisoners and just put them in a basement just with those roles and let them go, like, just let them figure out what to do with themselves. And the experiment itself after, sorry, this is getting long, but the experiment itself actually went haywire because the guards started being, like, doing really twisted and perverted things to the to the prisoners, and the prisoners uh, started to rebel against it, so they actually had to cut, cut the entire experiment after a couple of days because everyone, like, somebody had to leave, somebody was going insane. Moral of the story is my friend tried to reenact this in a mud and could not do it because the the board of psychology like said it was inhumane and even though it was in a, within a virtual space and it's i think that like for example a, a situation like that could have uh, been you know explored or at least i mean it's it, it's telling of how like even the scientific community doesn't have enough information about this kind of stuff to really understand the impact of virtual or worlds or interactments and stuff like that. So, long story short. It's yeah. also simple. Find a child, whisper that little idea into his head, tell him it'll be a fun playground game, pass it around to every single school in Britain, chaos in the streets. And that's how I'll bring down society. <laughs> Half of them guards, half of them prisoners. Switch them every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and oh then Big Boss's dream will become a reality. <laughs> they oh, man. need soldiers like you and I, Snake. But you'll never get all my monster in my pockets. I've got the Hydra. He's purple. Ah, get out of my mind, Liquid. But Aborto the Fetus actually, I don't know why I pronounced that like a Latino, Aborto the Fetus uh, actually responded to the initial post when I said, oh, sorry, no Metal Gear Solid stuff. And he goes, bullshit, you guys are going to lapse the Metal Gear Solid thing halfway through. And I think we are exactly halfway through the podcast. So either we're really predictable or Aborto the Fetus is a, is a psychic or a combination of the two. What can but, I say? The Kojima is strong in this one. Oh, very much so. Um, next topic. Now, I know... Jim, you were, you were very, very happy about this because uh, you wrote a letter to an open letter to the guys who were creating them. But uh, Earthworm Jim and Splatterhouse are coming back in, I guess, sort of remake slash sequels. Uh, are, are you how how much are you looking forward to this versus you know, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto Five or whatever the hell big the next big release is, Jim? Um, I don't know. I I'm. It's exciting. It's not so much that I'm really looking forward to it. It's just really exciting news, and I'm really, I'm really looking forward to covering it as much as I am to playing it. I'm just really looking forward to to seeing this take shape and how they're going to bring these, you know, these franchises were dead. 
you know, while Sonic has been limping along and while you expect a remake of, you know, some big um, video game, you know, some big retro game that everyone remembers and loves, Splatterhouse is relatively obscure, kind of. I mean, a lot of people know it, but it's it's not Mario by any stretch. And, you know, Interplay closed down and Earthworm Jim went away. There was talk of that PSP remake that never happened. And it was just like suddenly in just recent times, it was just like, oh hey, here we are. And then then everyone just went, what the fuck? Splatterhouse. Just who decided? Who woke up one morning and said, you know what, we haven't done a Splatterhouse in a while. Everybody (laughs) fancy that? (laughs) And then just everyone at the board just thought, yeah, alright. Have we still and got some old drawings? Yeah, I've got some here. Well, we'll make it look like that a bit. <laughs> yeah, New Splatterhouse. Was that its name? I think it was. Was it all one word? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it went down at Namco, I think. Has, has these franchises coming back inspired you to hope for, for something else that you've enjoyed from the past, or is it just a matter of these things actually... When they came back, they reminded you how much you loved them or something I've, like that. No, because I've got no hope for that. Because <laughs> I actually spoke to the guys at Codemasters, and those fuckers are never making another Dizzy the Egg. <laughs> I asked them. What did they say? I mean, what's the reason? Oh, I just, we were just sort of casually chatting. This was after I offered to give I would think it would have something to do with their... Dizzy the Egg. <laughs> <laughs> huh? You cut up on me then. I didn't hear that. That game sucks. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm imagining you playing Grand Theft Auto while you're saying that too. Like you're like totally distracted, just sort of leaning in your microphone going, that game sucks, and then going back to beating up hookers or something. <laughs> I, now, okay, now, I beat up hookers during every podcast, okay? That's just, that's just how I... <laughs> Except this time in a virtual. Just, that's just old Lindy. That's just how it works. Um, Good old Lindy. Mm-hmm. What sucks I, uh, about the egg? What's that? What sucks? I just I just didn't like it at all. But then again, it's been like what is it, twelve or thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years since I played it. How old am I? I'm twenty four. Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) He's an egg that solves incredibly (laughs) complex scenarios that even I couldn't work them out. I I was quite a clever boy. Jim, Jim, this is all I'm saying. This is all I'm saying. In the realm of foodstuffs on Fantastic Adventures, Princess (laughs) of South Kingdom is where I hang my hat. Wait, what oh, was sorry, the game? But if you... Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom, dude. I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm, Wait, I'm really? sorry. Princess, Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom has absolutely fuck shit all on Dizzy Prince of the Yolk Folk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we just do a podcast like dedicated to you know food based gameplay? Yes. Now, like now I, that I think yeah. about it, they're the only two heroes that I can imagine that are made of grub. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, as far as I can tell. I mean, Burger Time is probably one of the greatest story-driven games ever made, but it's not necessarily. You're not, you're not an actual big the, piece of bacon. It was the half-life of the 1980s. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it was oh, the, fourth, that's the yeah, head of its class until Bioshock came out. <laughs> and Burger Time guys, Fontaine. Burger, t- Burger Time still gives Bioshock a run for its money. That, that bit where there was a bit of some fries. Jesus. <laughs> I cried. I just um, I couldn't believe it. When you actually found out that it was time for burger, 
<laughs> a revelation. <laughs> oh dear. Don't even get me started on Q, but Jesus Christ. First, uh, the first gay character, I think, to actually, you know, be open about his tendencies. <laughs> Pushed. I, 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 I'm going to stop that now. Mortal Kombat versus DC was announced. <laughs> and I know when we talked about uh, Darth Vader and Yoda being in Soul Calibur, Jim and I acted like <laughs> giddy fanboys about it. And Aaron reacted the way a normal person would with sort of confusion and, and, and uh, slight disgust. I was wondering if you guys felt any differently about Mortal Kombat versus DC versus, um, you know, Darth Vader and, and Yoda being in Soul Calibur. Jim, you seem to have been amused um, by. <laughs> no, the. Oh, you see, this is where I'm torn because Darth Vader <laughs> and Yoda in Soul Calibur is still hilarious. <laughs> it's still it's still the best thing ever. Like, actually, actually the best thing ever happened. <laughs> you know, fuck my girlfriend. Fuck getting a job at Destructoid. Fuck um, speaking to Jack Thompson on the phone. That Darth Vader's in Soul Calibur and he has a lightsaber. It's ridiculous. But um, <laughs> the trouble with Mortal Kombat versus DC is I can't rip Batman's head off. That's the only thing that... That would make it hilarious. Again, like having Darth Vader in Soul Calibur. That's ridiculous. Actually having Sub-Zero pull Batman's head off and say, <laughs> Batman is dead now. Look at him. It's, it's ridiculous. That, isn't it? it's, if, I, I read that they're going to be toning it down significantly. No, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's my problem. Can't. Oh, okay, okay. I misheard they, you then. Yeah. I mean, they've said there's going to be some brutal finishing moves, but it... it it's going to be like, what, a slap fight. It's going to be a slap fight between uh, Sub-Zero and, you know, that's, you can't, because you can't pull Batman's head off. You can't fucking do that. You that's can't. exactly what I said to Jim yeah. when he, he, he talked about, he sent a destructive email out talking about how cool that was, and I angrily replied by saying that it is a law of physical impossibility that Batman's head can be pulled off, or indeed that Batman can be killed at all. It was one of yeah, three I, immutable I, yeah. laws of physics. I, I, Hold on, though. I, I need to bring up one point. I think, we're missing, I think we're missing the bigger picture here, and that picture is, okay, Soul Calibur has always been fun. When was the last time that Mortal Kombat was even remotely fucking fun? That series has sucked since day one. If you go back and play the original Mortal Kombat, you will want to fucking find, build a time machine out of, like, your, your mother's fucking bones and travel back to when you were eight and figure out how fucking great it was and slap that motherfucker in the face because that game was fucking awful. I can't believe I actually purchased that game on the Sega Genesis. Like, what the hell was wrong with me? Why was it so important that I saw blood fly from a dude? I could see that any time right now. It's like if I just, I, I would have choked myself half to death and said, just wait a couple of years, the internet will fucking go in a full swing, you'll be able to see blood and guts whenever you want and you won't have to pay 50 bucks to play like the worst fucking fighter ever made and it, that that series has been historically shitty like it's never been good ever it's certainly no primal rage <laughs> well well then what is really you know yeah. a monkey could fart in that game and you could pee on people and i think that you know really after, i think after burger time that is the pinnacle of game achievement <laughs> a big farting pissing monkey primal rage <laughs> is Primal Rage is nothing if not the uh, spiritual successor to Burger Time and predecessor Actually, to Bioshock. That is the game I want to see brought back. 
primal fucking <laughs> and I want it to be called primal fucking stupid rage. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously wonder if um it's just called monkey if, piss on folk. Yeah, I, I I honestly wonder if it was called monkey piss on on people and you could do all the shit in, in that you could in the original game if people would even bat an eyelid today given I mean, I, 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 there has to be a situation where... I mean, in Metal Gear Solid 2, you got peed on. I think if, you know, if they wanted to keep it interesting, he'd have to start wanking off in their faces now. He'd just have to put, take a shit in the other dinosaur's bowler hat and then put it on his head and snatch <laughs> it down. Oh, okay, God. now, see, if the dinosaurs had bowler hats, I would... <laughs> Honestly, that, I, that, that would be the greatest thing. <laughs> that would no, dethrone Darth Vader in, in Soul oh, Calibur. Um, primal bowler hat rage. <laughs> That's what they call it. No, oh it would, <laughs> they could just if there was a game like called Dinosaur Gentlemen. Oh my god! I just, <laughs> I just, just a bunch of dinosaurs it. sitting around drinking tea and being all fancy with one another. Like, oh, I do say, you know, just being generally gym like. And then you know, and then you shit, you shit in one of their bowler hats. Yeah, and sitting on leather down. armchairs next to stock tickers. Like, you know? Yeah, oh, like, oh, and then, chooses and the Dinosaurus Rex. Holy shit! If if any of our listeners out there are mildly uh, talented in game design, if you're not busy working on the Retroforce Go game, which I suggested, so I kind of shot myself in the foot, I don't know. I'll do something if somebody makes Dinosaur Gentleman. I don't know what it'll be, but it'll probably involve your penis and at least one orifice of mine. Or or Jim's. Or Tiff's. Yeah. And put in, Daposaurus, put in Daposaurus and the Haute Cota Dactyl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, let's move right on into reader questions. Uh, Phoenix Gamma first asks, when companies don't make sequels to our favorite games, fanboys complain because they'd rather play sequels than enjoy, you know, original games. Then when companies release sequels to appease fans, they get attacked for whoring out franchises. Is it possible to reach an equilibrium, or does the old saying, you can't please anybody, everybody, still ring true? Tiff, what do you think? Uh, well... I think I think it's pretty much a situation that you can't please everyone. And I think it's more of a case where I don't think a sequel... I, I don't know. It's kind of hard because a sequel to a game, a really great game, could be good if it's good. But if it's not good, then it sucks <laughs> and it ruins everything. I mean, sorry. like I, I don't know how to say this better. You know, Tiff Chow, like, mathematical formulist. I know, right? <laughs> I'm such a logic professor over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I I don't know I don't know. I, sorry, <laughs> like lots, lots of words. That was I, okay, really here. all I had I'll, for the entire I'll night. I'll translate for Tiff. Thank uh, you. <laughs> 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 what I'm trying to say is I rank a whole lot tonight, and uh, yeah. <laughs> um, now I, I I don't know. I I think that. The I mean, it's I I know that it's it's probably is one of those you can't lose things, but there are extremes, right? I mean, we we've seen examples of extremes. For example, Square Enix. Like, I mean, aren't they? They they're an extreme, right? They've got to be. You can't just say that they're like, oh, well, they just can't win with their fans. No, 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 no. They they fucking they they really belt that shit out. I mean, they they churn out a Final Fantasy VII game now every every two and a half months or as often as you know. Uh, who's that one guy? The guy who totally ruined Square. Um, character designer. Uh, started working Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> All uh, these adjectives are not helping. Is it? We don't know. Ah, oh, god damn it. Okay, anyway, character designer from Final Fantasy VII. He did. Uh, he he led up Kingdom Hearts. Anyway, that guy. As often as that guy farts, is as often as we see a Final Fantasy VII game. 
um, whoever he may be. Um, but you know, I mean, there there are some like for example, right. uh, you know, no one is ever going to bitch at at you know, well, not Interplay obviously, but but you know, Bethesda for you know putting out Fallout. I mean, there's there's a measure. I like that it takes such a long time for. I, I like that it took a, a substantial amount of time for Grand Theft Auto Four. You know, I was ready for another Grand Theft Auto game by the time it came out. Um, and I'm sure if I really thought about it, I could think about other games that... Metal Gear Solid is another one. I mean, granted, they've been kind of pimping it out on the PSP and such, but but as far as the mainstay series is concerned, I mean, they, they tend to measure it pretty well. I mean, they, they don't dole it out, you know, Would at you, extreme pace, but I, I, I don't know. Do you have been I upset think if that, they didn't make sequels to those games? Sorry. I'm sure someone would be. Um, no, I'm but, asking you, though. Oh me? Yeah. Uh, if they didn't make a Metal Gear Solid Four, or well, oh yeah, if they didn't make a Metal Gear Solid Four, I'd be pissed because the story wasn't fucking over. But you know, like okay, Bioshock Two, right? If they didn't make a Bioshock Two, I certainly wouldn't be upset. That's a great standalone game. I mean, if if the Bioshock team went on to work on something completely original, I'd be just as happy as I would if they decided to make a Bioshock Two. In fact, probably more so. Um, but you know, the fact that Bioshock Two was practically announced a couple months after the game came out really kind of broke my heart because. But that's that's not so much the developers, I think, as it is the publishers. I mean, they they hype is a very powerful thing nowadays. So it's like the quicker that you can get the word out that a sequel is coming, and the more that you can have people's minds on that intellectual property, the more games that you'll sell, both for the new one and the previously released one. So it's it's a matter of just you know keeping existing properties and franchises fresh in everyone's minds, and that you know, I mean that's that's how pretty much EA was fucking built. I mean that's that's how it works now. I mean Army of Two, Christ, I. I God, I just I don't even want to think about it. But I think some some companies are better than others. I mean, no one really complains at. There are some companies that can really do no wrong, even when it comes to making sequels to their own games, because they do them uh, because they create them with you know consistent quality and with a fair bit of space between them, as to not piss everybody off. I don't think it's an impossibility. Fair enough. Um, blah blah. Anybody else? Talk. <laughs> no, it's good. Anybody else have anything to add? Better than my answer. <laughs> Everything significantly less adorable though. Right. Yeah. I will say uh, this though. No, go ahead. I will say this. Because um, everyone's expecting me now to mention Dynasty Warriors. And <laughs> <laughs> I will just say this. Koei released um, one of the most original and inventive video games ever made that I've talked about before. That it's incredibly critically acclaimed. It's very inventive, very original, um, absolutely amazing, um, and it's uh, Gitaru Man. And it didn't sell, like, at all. It was absolutely beloved. I mean, a, a guy I know at Koei, you know, he said, Gitaru Man is a game that everybody loves but nobody buys. And yet, Koei can knock out a Dynasty Warriors, and, you know, that thing sells PS3s in Japan. So... You know, are we really to blame a company if it's going to haul something out like that? If, you know, it makes the millions doing that and then it does something incredibly inventive and nobody seems to give a shit. Yeah. Very true. I was I was just going to say, I mean, even though it's clear that the Final Fantasy franchise has gotten absurd at this point, there is still a huge, huge, dire fan base that will probably buy a PS3 when Final Fantasy thirteen comes out. Like. Yeah. You know, and um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect for Final Fantasy 13. I've been a Final Fantasy fan for a while, but I've really lost hope in them lately. But there are still plenty, plenty of people out there who love that fucking shit and will eat it up and will buy a fucking other system to play whatever <laughs> game that Well, okay, it's it's absolutely true, but God bless Colette. She's allowed to love whatever she wants. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, what the fuck am I talking about? If they made a Metal Gear Solid cereal, I'd fucking buy 30 boxes. That's all I'd eat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who the hell am I to talk? <laughs> we, are, yeah. we are all just gaping sluts before the great cock of the video games industry, spunking its juicy wares on our lapping, all-too-eager tongues. Oh, dear <laughs> God, Jim. <laughs> now I get to spend the next half hour deciding whether putting part of that sentence as the title of the podcast would get us more or fewer listeners. Um, <laughs> but while I'm doing that, uh, Clockwork Zombie asked, Chad and Colette, what would you think of a Chocobo-Dolphin hybrid? Oh my god, Can that I would be-, be absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> JT Homeslice asks, or, or says, you better talk about the new Team Fortress 2 update. Speaking of which, do you, how do you people feel about uh, how do you feel about people who farm achievements? I'm asking that because I was doing that very thing to unlock some medic weapons. At least these are worth something, unlike 360 achievements. Now, if you don't know what he's talking about, uh, Team Fortress 2 released an update for the medic, where if you get a certain amount of the achievements they've created, then you get new weapons for the medic, and the achievements are really off the wall shit, like kill three scouts with a syringe gun without dying uh, during a full moon, and I don't know if I'm the only person who still plays Team Fortress 2, but I mean, what do you guys think about using achievements and intertwining them with unlockables, especially where, where multiplayer games are concerned? Aaron, I know you've you played Team Fortress 2 at least once, so we'll start with you. I don't know. I, uh, I guess, uh, personally, I don't like the... I, okay, I had a chance to play um, with the new weapons. I haven't unlocked them yet uh, in the game at home, but we played with them at the, uh, at the Valve event in San Francisco a couple weeks ago. Um, I was there on behalf of Shack News, and I ran into, uh, um, oh, fuck, who was there? Oh, Tip was there. What the hell? <laughs> and CTZ. And Tip, and Tip played, and she was awesome because she had never right. played TF2 before, and she was playing a scout, and it was the most, oh, God. I was just sitting behind her just like, I was basically getting drunker and watching her and just imagining her getting better, even though I don't think it was actually happening. But I was drunk enough. <laughs> that I, um, but uh, That's what you remembered. I but the thing that. is, I, I don't know the, uh, I, I don't know whether or not the weapons unbalance the game, and that's always been my prime concern. I, have we talked about that on the podcast? Because I know I've talked about it on Shack News, but a never lot. have. <laughs> okay, cool. Because no one on this site gives a shit about PC gaming. I, I forgot. Um, <laughs> I but, do. Uh, Go ahead. Well, yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I, I worry about the unbalancing because TF2 is such a finely tuned fucking machine. Like it, it, it works so well, and uh, and it just the idea of but but some of the new medic uh, weapons and abilities and such really don't throw the game all out of whack. It just kind of makes the medic a more versatile, um, you know, character. I think that the the whole I I would have rather have it just you know been like new medic achievements plus new medic loadout options. You know, as opposed to like, okay, well, you know, some of the medic achievements are fucking nuts. Like, uh, some of them are going to take a shitload of time to get. Like, one of them is, one of them is you have to be healing someone, or no, you have to be Ubering someone while they themselves get um, an achievement of their own. So it's like it's dumb luck fucking achievements. Like, and you know, I like them; they're cool. But I just, I would rather them just, you know, just just make it available to everyone like i it's it's kind of like the it's sort of like the weapons in call of duty 4 i'm just as much as i it, it gives you an incentive to keep at it and that's important 
But at the same time, it's kind of like I worry about you know people getting an unfair advantage because you know mommy and daddy pay their you know uh, their rent and shit, so they all they can all they want to do all day is play TF2. I've only got a couple hours a day, if that, to play games at all, and I don't want to spend all of them playing TF2. But it's going to take a shitload of time for me to get those achievements so I can unlock all the new weapons. So it, it, yeah, it kind of bugs the shit out of me. If you type in um, in the console achievements underscore unlock underscore all it unlocks all the achievements and i don't know why it makes no sense like i went through all this trouble to put in the Wait achievements a minute. and the most the most straightforward fucking command in the console you could possibly type in unlocks all the achievements and gets you the medic weapons i'm really wondering what <laughs> i'm dead serious i went in today I to fucking, try it out. i'm gonna go do that right now you, it's like, you've got to be shitting me. I'm dead serious. I, like, I, think, I think Valve might have done it intentionally because it's so obvious, but I don't know. It's like, it, it's, uh, it's just weird because like you were saying, all those achievements are fucking ridiculous and that cuts through all the bullshit. But if Valve did release it, then why put all the bullshit achievements to begin with? And if Valve didn't release it, why make it so obvious and easy to find? Wait uh, a minute. You know what it might be for though? Oh, wait. No, that hasn't started yet. I was thinking it might have been for the, uh, the TF2 free weekend, but um, that's coming up this weekend. Which, by the way, if anybody doesn't know about that, their um, Team Fortress Two is free this weekend, and they'll probably hear this before then, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be free this weekend. All you need is a Steam account. Those can be created for free. So go play it. It's fucking fun. Give Valve all your money. Um, but yeah, shit. I'm going to do that right now, and I'm going to play Team Fortress tonight and play with the new weapons. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. But uh, Tiff and Jim, just in a general sense, obviously, I know not in necessarily in relation to Team Fortress Two, but how do you feel about? sort of achievements that may or may not be absolutely ludicrous to get tying into unlockables or things that change the way the game plays that are that could be construed as, as necessary to the gameplay from my from my perspective i think that it sounds like i understand what Andy, uh what aaron's saying but um to me it sounds like it just ups the ante for the gameplay and for something like tf2 which is so played so frequently by people who love it you know i don't know like why not make ridiculous achievements that happen. I mean, it would be one thing if it was like a, a, a you know, multiple achievements of like you have to play, you know, 8,000 billion hours in order to get a new weapon, which is just more of like a grinding kind of thing. But these, from what you're describing, it sounds like these are just like very, very difficult uh, things to achieve to get these these special weapons. And I know that these special weapons probably help you out a lot, but like if you manage to figure it out, Woohoo! Prize. I don't know. It makes sense to me personally. Jim? Yeah. Huh? What were you talking about? Nothing. Sorry, I heard you guys talking about PC gaming, so I decided to sit in the corner and wank off into my hand, which is pretty much the same results you get from a PC gamer talking about <laughs> PC gaming. Dude. Okay. All right. God damn. It. <laughs> I, okay. I'm not even gonna bother. <laughs> Aw. Just no, just no, no. I wank off your hand and continue out. Okay, okay, no, no, hold up. I just got to say one thing. Maybe it's been working at Shack News for... Because, okay, the, the community of Shack News is pretty huge on PC gaming. And, and I've actually been kind of getting back into it. And maybe it's just the fact that I've been there for a while now. But, but I... Fuck, come on. What's wrong with PC gaming? I, I love playing on my consoles. I do, but there There's are some There's nothing games wrong with... No, PC gaming is great. It's the PC gamers I hate. Last question from Aborto the Fetus. Aborto. Borto the Fetus asks, what is your favorite series and what is your least favorite... Well, not what is your favorite series, ignore that, but what's your least favorite game from a series you really love? Tiff? No, not me first. Aaron? Oh, man. I- Jim? 
Anthony. Fine, fine. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say Monkey Island, and my least favorite one was number four because it bored me. It bored you? Did it? I don't know. Actually, that makes I perfect sense. Like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't as good as the perfect. other ones. The end. <laughs> Bloody 3D adventure games. Uh, Jim. Seriously. Um. Uh, um. How the hell can you differentiate between all the Dynasty Warriors games? It's impossible. How can I answer this? <laughs> Fair enough. Aaron? Oh, man. I, okay, all right. How about this? Let's go with this. I'm just going to pick Zelda because I looked over at my shelf and that's the first game that I saw. My least favorite Zelda game is probably... Uh, God damn it, I really should have thought about this before I started talking. Um, God, <laughs> fuck. You know what? I don't know. I like. A, okay, no, that's not true. My least favorite Zelda game is probably... Um, you know what? I'll be quite honest. It's probably Ocarina of Time. What? Yeah. Really? Shut your fucking mouth. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm not saying it's a game that I don't like. I'm saying among the Zeldas, I would probably be least inclined to play that one. Ladies and gentlemen, this Justin, Aaron Lindy, has officially stated that Ocarina of Time is the worst video game ever (laughs) made. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. He has described it as Shigeru Miyamoto wiping his ass on a cartridge and telling us to suck it down. (laughs) But even even if you're just saying that it's the the least uh, playable Zelda, are you saying that Twilight Princess is better? Wait, 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 okay. Stop. I didn't say it was the least playable. I'm saying I <laughs> I'm saying that if uh, that among them. Okay, if you if you put a gun to my head and then put all the fucking Zeldas in front of me and said, "You need to pick one to play right now." You need to pick one to play right now and you're going to play it from beginning to end. The whole fucking thing, god damn it. If someone fucking did that to me, I probably would choose Ocarina of Time last. It's not that I think it's a bad game or any less um it's I don't think it's terrible. I just I like it. I like it less than I like pretty much all the other ones. You so like I, Twilight I, Princess I game, more? What's what, huh? what is it that What is it that's so awful about it? <laughs> you fucker! Stop that! It's not awful. It's not. Wait, well, it's what, just... what is it? What is it that you hate about it? <laughs> I... <laughs> You've learned far like, too but... much from Jack Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Let me put it this way. I, I just Aaron. I, I have these studies from Harvard. <laughs> tell me just, that Ocarina of Time is actually a good game, not an awful one like you've just said. <laughs> you know, you're right. In the course of this discussion, I've realized the error of my ways, and I'd like to pronounce that Ocarina of Time is the best thing ever. Not the best game ever, but the best thing ever. Best, better than Christianity, cocaine, and pussy. It's just the best fucking thing ever made. <laughs> For the love of God, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> okay, so you're saying it's the best thing ever made, so what's wrong with A Link to the Past? <laughs> <laughs> That about wraps up Podtoid 51. Thank you for very much for listening. I'd always, as always, like to thank uh, Chip Chow, Jim Sterling, and Aaron Lindy for coming on. This is fun. Uh, I, again, remember, there's a contest. There's sonnets to be written. There's a dinosaur gentle. It was a di- gentleman dinosaur or dinosaur gentleman. I think gentleman dinosaur. Now that you say it, actually sounds better. Okay, gentleman dinosaur game to be made. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Aaron, Aaron, 
What? I know, yeah, yeah. The music is fantastic. I love it. Hey, listen, listen. Hey. Hey, listen. Hey. I hate you assholes so much. I fucking hate you guys.